You're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, episode 186. Hey there, you're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast. My name is Angela Henderson, and on this show, we talk about improving your business, life, or both by having amazing and rich conversations with brilliant guests who will inspire you and who will give you tips and tricks to help you grow both in life and in business. Well, hey there, and welcome back to another awesome episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Ange, from Angela Henderson Consulting. I'm an international award-winning business consultant and coach who has helped thousands of amazing women business owners to get all the pieces in place that have consistent four and five-figure months and then on a six and seven-plus-figure years without burning out in the process. Today on the podcast, we're talking all things branding with one of the most amazing humans I know on the internet. Branding is more than a logo. Branding is building your foundations, essential foundations for both short and long-term growth. But yet so many business owners bypass this crucial part in their business and then start to have a leaky bucket. On the podcast today, we're going to talk about the five common branding mistakes businesses make and what to do to fix them. We're also going to talk about why is a brand strategy important to have in place before creating a logo. We're going to get into how businesses can truly leverage their brand to grow their business. We're also going to talk about what happens if you don't totally love your brand anymore. Do you have to start over or are there other ways to go about it? We also talk about what you do with your brand in relation to marketing it once you have everything completed. And there's so much, so much more awesomeness in this particular episode with Rochelle. Before we hop into this amazing episode, I wanted to remind you that if you're feeling stuck in your business, you have so many ideas going around your head, but you don't know what to work on. You have zero strategy and don't know what to like focus on first that was going to get you the biggest ROI, but you just need some clarity and community to move you forward, I would encourage you to head to my website and explore the variety of ways I can support you, regardless if it's one-on-one support, my Action Takers Mastermind, my 12-month program Profit Pillars, or one of my VIP days. I'm here to support you in a way that feels aligned with you and a way that meets with your strategic needs. I'm here. I got your back. Just head to AngelaHenderson.com.au and click on the work with me section to start exploring the way that will work best for you. And let's get into today's amazing episode. Welcome to the show, Rochelle. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here too. Like I said, it was eventually one of those conversations where I'm like, we probably should hit record because we could just keep talking forever and ever <laughs> talking about I find all- it always with you like that. I'm like, I could just stay. We just need catch up time. Like I, I just love that. It's like, yes, in the, in the 2022, we'll have to arrange a ton when we just catch up maybe mini mastermind or something for a couple of days that. somewhere. Cause yes, it's like, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I've got another call. But after this, we should press record Rochelle. So exactly. listen, I'm super excited to have you here today. But one of the fun things that I like to do before we get into the actual podcast, where we're going to be talking about five common branding mistakes businesses make and what people out there can do to fix them. I always like to ask a fun question. So my fun question to you is I go to your Instagram feed and I'm like, if I I was into clothes and all things awesome. I would have Rochelle as my personal stylist. I mean, there is next level, like your, your style, your taste, your flow, your awesomeness is something that is hard to beat my friend when I'm on that Instagram feed of yours. And so my question to you is, is what is your all time favorite go-to shop and why? Oh my gosh. Uh, This is an easy answer for me. That is, it's a brand called Chic. And it's mm-hmm. an Australian brand. It's like S-H-I-E-K-E. Mm-hmm. Um, you can usually find them in a Westfield. 
I love that brand because they just have so much fun, feminine, flirty things. Mm -hmm. So like anytime I see a really fun top, they always have like different embellishments, whether there's like actual, you know, 3D butterflies on a top or little flowers. I just love how feminine it is. And you just don't find it anywhere else. And honestly, I've heard that before. Someone saying, can you be my stylist? Or like (laughs) every time it's something from chic, I swear. So chic is the go-to because like I said, you just, I mean, that's also, we could talk about branding too. I mean, that's part of your overall brand and vibe, right? Like it's Mm -hmm. you, it lights you up and you can see and you can feel through your images that that's, you know what I mean? Part of who you are. Right. And I just love going to be, because I was like, oh, I'll go get a little bit of inspiration from Rochelle. So (laughs) so I love it. So chic is it. Now for those out there who might be listening and have never come across you, my friend, I'd love you to just share a little bit of where did you start in business and where are you today? What are you up to? What am I up to? Okay. Well, I have a branding agency called Sable Row and we do brands and websites for businesses all across the globe. I think that is the absolute beauty of having Wi-Fi and a laptop these days, you know, <laughs> being able to be so remote. And I've had the business now for six years and we really focus on lifestyle brands. Now, what that means is sort of just, again, kind of fashion, beauty, interiors, home, Um, that kind of wellness space. So anything that really sort of evokes lifestyle. And I say that because, you know, it's something that we love to do as well. You know, we're very conscious with the brands that we um, use everyone on the team and, and the things that we do in our lives that it's really fun to create a brand that really evokes that sense of lifestyle that someone wants to be a part of something greater than, you know, than Mm -hmm. themselves. And so that's really a mission that we have within the business. And, you know, to look back at where we first started, I started the business six years ago, just about that, um, in Paris, actually, I moved from Toronto to Paris and then from Paris to Sydney. So that's sort of my like little jump around over the last eight years. And the business started in my one bedroom apartment in the Marais. And I, yeah, like went on a whim, bought a one-way ticket to Paris from Toronto, uh, just before I had turned 30, I think I was like 28. And, um, it was just sort of like a, I don't even know, like just over a quarter life crisis, I guess, where I was like, (laughs) what I'm going to do with my life. I'd always been in design. I was working at an advertising agency before I went to school for design. So that was sort of always in my blood and I would freelance and things like that. But I never thought of starting a business. Truthfully, it it sort of just kind of happened once I had the space to really sit in like this new environment and not have any plans other than to like eat croissants and, you know, walk around Paris all day Mm -hmm. that I was like, I could maybe do something with this. And so that's sort of how the business started. Really. It was kind of turning freelance into something more full-time and six years later, here we are. Six years later. And you went from solopreneur chilling out in France and now you also have a team, correct? Yeah. Yeah. That has been a wild adventure. Again, nothing I ever thought that I would ever have. And truthfully, I think that's one of the things, you know, and I know, I feel like you would kind of resonate and really agree with this. It's like almost really jumping before you're ready for Mm -hmm. so long. I put a stop on growing a team thinking, you know, whether that was my own limiting beliefs or different things like that. And now that I have one, I'm like, oh my gosh, why didn't I do this sooner? Like, Mm -hmm. it's so amazing to have incredible humans that, you know, share the same values and sort of way of working with you and that are just helping build and help grow your dream, I guess. You know, I'm so, so grateful for them. So I went from, yeah, being a solopreneur to now having a team of four. So it's pretty amazing. Listen, with team, one of the things that I say often on the podcast is all you're doing is buying back time. 
right? You're buying back time to be able to work on the business. Potentially, you're buying back time to be able to binge watch Netflix a little bit more. I mean, again, limiting belief, you can't watch Netflix and be successful. Bullshit. Do you know what I mean? You can (laughs) still be very successful, right? But team, again, when, and I don't think there's ever a right way, but when you really start to assess who needs to be within the organizational structure, who's going to need to be the right people on the right seats of the bus, right? There's something beautiful about being able to see that bigger vision, being able to look at the bigger impact you potentially can have. And of course, it's scary. But one of the things is, is we all need fear. We need fear in our lives and we need to be able to know that the mistakes are coming because we will fail. 100% we will fail but when we fail there's so much beauty that can come from it if you choose to look at the beauty and the lessons that are presented to us but yet people are too scared to jump in right it's kind of like you know when you are out at a swimming pool and you're like you know the water's going to be cold no matter what right yeah you still like dip your toe in and then you then your brain starts to come up with these all these reasons not to I'm just like no just jump in right because it's going to be cold and you're going to fail and it's going to you know potentially there's going to be tears but there's so much beauty that can come from it so no so I love a good team team though again I know we're not here to talk about team we're here to talk about branding mistakes but team also um you know there's so many learning tools that can come from team you know um, it's a beauty and I do think that there's a lot of people on the internet, I won't name names, that I feel like they're just like, hire an online business manager, hire this person. But you also have to remember that just because you hire a team doesn't mean all your problems go away, right? Just like hiring me as a business consultant, you're, all your problems don't go away. There's still things that you have to do and you still have to show up. But there's Amen this that. that hire a team and everything's you know all unicorns and rainbows. It's not like that, right? So again, having that and just having, I think it's important to share that because when I was listening to podcasts and I was looking at team, I thought, this is great. And then I started to hire. I'm like, oh my God, this is hard. This is not easy. You know, I now am having to be a people manager and I'm having to really put more systems in place. And it was a tricky spot, you know? So I always say, don't ever um, think that it's one thing because there'll always be a few curveballs with team. Always. So yes. Now, common mistakes that we see in branding. And I know you're going to talk about five common branding mistakes businesses make and what they can do to fix them because There's a lot of confusion on the internet about logos and colors and fonts and branding, but there's so much more to branding than just a logo, right? Yeah. So my my first question that I like to ask you is, you know, what's the biggest mistake you see businesses make when it comes to branding just collectively? You know, that's such a good question because there are definitely quite a few of them, but the number one that takes the cake because it is so important and because it starts at the very beginning is not establishing a strong foundation for the brand that you're creating. And therefore, you know, it's inevitable that things sort of will crumble down the way, especially if you have a house that's not built on, you know, the proper beams and foundation and all that stuff that without those really strong pillars and foundations. And again, I really liken this to a house because it's such an easy metaphor that if we don't have the bricks in place and the cement and all of that to really create a strong foundation for a house over time, it just wears and tears. And the thing with branding and why that relates so well to that is really having a strong foundation that is built on strategy really helps to create a strong, successful brand. So there's, of course, other mistakes and and we'll chat about those. But the number one, if you don't have a strong foundation for your brand and really understanding why you're doing it in the first place and, and your own why, 
but also who you're targeting and and how you're going to reach your consumers and your customers, there's no way that you can set yourself up for success if you don't have those strong foundations. Just there, you talked about brand strategy, about understanding, again, obviously your brand strategy is one of the the, the foundations that you're then going to build upon. Why is a brand brand strategy important to have a place before creating the logo, before creating anything else? Like, Tell us a little bit more about what this brand strategy looks like. Yeah. So brand strategy really is the building blocks of a brand. And they sort of answer the questions, who, what, where, why. And I would say what's important about that and the strategy is it really helps you to get super clear on your vision and everything that has to do with your business. So it's really understanding the nitty gritty bits to then be like, oh, everything else makes sense. So you do the strategy first, then you do any sort of visual stuff because you always want to have a answer to the problem. And Mm -hmm. I really feel that the problems start and and get the answers from that initial strategy. So you're always like, what what are the problems I'm trying to solve for my consumers and how can I help them? And how, how do I do that? And so by really understanding and getting clear on all of that in your strategy and in in the brand strategy, it really helps to clear the path for the visual identity and how you're going to uh, connect your brand to consumers. And it's also, you know, getting really clear on even your tone of voice, like that's part of the strategy. So I'd say sort of as a hierarchy in within your strategy, you would have your brand personality, you'd have your brand mission, you'd have your brand tone of voice, you'd have your brand values and, um, and your position. So with all of those things, they kind of are all encompassed into brand strategy. And you really want to get clear on all of those before you move forward. But often people go straight to Canva Oh, yes, they do. And they start looking at all the pretty colors and the leaves and all the textures that can go into it. Yeah. But then forget about all this other stuff. They're jumping like two steps forward. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do not pass go. Do not. And that's what I say when I'm working with different women as is, and I'm not a brand strategist at all, but I can say like, hey, have you thought about like, again, collectively, why are you in business? Why do you show up Mm -hmm. every single day? And I was like, because really your logo shouldn't have to do all the work for you, right? If you have a great brand strategy in place, it's through your voice, through your personality, through all of those other things that is actually going to elevate you. And, you know, often I see people saying, yeah, but I'm just going to put my logo on everything. I'm going to put my URL on everything. Listen, if you're dependent on your URL and your logo to get you places, we're going to, there's a mismatch. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And so, again, it's one of these things that I think we all have to start somewhere. And I'm a huge believer that done is better than perfect. But there's always a but there. I'm also very much about the person who talks about the foundations. If you're willing to look at your business from a long-term strategy, not a short-term fix, right? If you're willing to lay those bricks, because I use a similar analogy on a lot of my podcasts is that it's like the three little pigs. Most businesses build a business of either hay or sticks, right? I'm about helping women build businesses of bricks. And if you're able to understand brand strategy as part of your overall, you know, I also look at it as one component of the foundations that we need to look at is you will be here long-term. You're not going to have to be filling the leaky buckets, right? And everything in between, because your brand strategy is also going to help you be able to articulate and come up with your content strategy, your content pillars or your content buckets. It's like a knock-on effect for everything else. 
but yet so many people miss it because they think the logo will get them over the line. So again, yeah. just a, a thing that I think it's important because I, again, done is better than perfect, but there will be buckets, uh, leaky buckets that you're going to, leaky holes in the bucket that you're eventually going to probably have to fill because you've missed some crucial steps like you talked about. Yeah. Now that's, now you talk about this, and the most common mistake again is not having the foundations. What are the four other common branding mistakes that you've seen? So the other four common branding mistakes would be um, not having that really clear identity. So when we're talking about the logo, uh, the colors and the fonts, that all really comes into your identity component. And again, if you don't have a strategy to relate back to, and you're sort of jumping the gun with being like, I'm going to go on Canva and just whip something together. It's not necessarily going to land with your consumers because you don't even know what they want or what they need. And so it's, you know, really doing the strategy, then it's going into the brand identity and coming up with um, whether, again, when I say coming up with, it's either you're hiring someone to do it for you or you feel really competent to DIY, which I'm totally about as well. Uh, what I would say there is with colors and fonts, again, there's a there's a big psychology to both colors and fonts. And so you really want to make sure that the colors that you're using um, are really relevant to your brand and your consumers. And again, it kind of hits that psychology. And actually, I didn't mention this earlier, but, and we can maybe pop this in the show notes. We actually have a free download for the color palette, which we've created 24 unique color palettes that people can just download. So I'll give you that at the end and yeah, awesome. in the show notes to pop that in. Cause I think having that extra help and coming up with colors, there's so many colors out there, but having that really strong palette will really help uh, to create that strong identity. So, you know, one of the mistakes is not sticking to that color palette and those fonts. So yes, we have the logo, but then, you know, it's, it's choosing the color of the day instead of being like these, I'm only going to use the colors within my palette. So I think that's really, really important in the identity aspect. And, and honestly, mistakes that we see from people kind of day in and day out. Um, to quickly go through the other ones, another one would be images, like not having branded imagery. I think this is one of the things that when you are starting a business or no matter where you are at in your journey to even allocate budget for one shoot a year, I would like, you know, a bit more than that, because I feel that in a, in today's society, there's images everywhere, you know, your Instagram or your newsletter or your podcast, there's all these different things. And I think as well as business owners, if we do have the opportunity to be featured on a podcast, we want to be ready for them. So having beautiful headshots already to go that are high res, also just having imagery on our website that people can, we can really bring people in. And the best way to do that is a branded shoot. So I think that's really, really important and something that, you know, stock imagery, unfortunately, is just not going to get you by because there's no way for consumers to directly relate to the person behind the brand or the actual business itself. Mm -hmm. um, you just had a shoot recently too, didn't you? Yes, 100%. And those are the things, though, that, again, is is being true to you, right? And so mm -hmm. I was just, again, speaking to a client uh, inside of my Profit Pillars program about you doing you, you know, and I've had a lot of people say, like, you know, and you need to be a little bit more sleek, you need to do it a little bit more here, you know, you need to position yourself a little bit better. And I'm like, listen, fucking fuck this. At the end of the day, I still have to do me. So, you know, in that shoot, I still rolled in with hoodies, right? I still rolled in just with me being me. And it's still, the thing is, it's because I understand my brand. I understand my voice. I understand what I want to portray. 
that photo shoot works 100%. It's full with color, right? My headshot's full with color. It's no, no white background, you know, but I, I'm unconfident. I'm okay with it because I understand my brand and I've taken the time to get to know myself and my brand, right? So I definitely think brand imagery is so key because if you look at your Instagram data, just as an example, I would suspect that the images or your posts that did the best were the ones that you would told either a story and you paired that with a really great photo or you had a really great photo, right? Because people yeah. connect with people. And in a world where I say this often, we're more disconnected than ever before. People want to see the people. People want to feel the feels. People want to know that you're a human behind that brand, right? So yes, I did just have images done. But like I said, it's understanding you, understanding what works for you, what lights you up and what is part of your brand. And if I didn't know my brand, those images I don't think would have as much oomph, right, as they do because of understanding my brand. Yeah, Yeah. that's really important as well. Like you said, um, you were you, you showed up as your authentic self. And I think that's one of the biggest things too. I mean, that we can slide right into, you know, one of the other mistakes is not staying true to you and being authentic is honestly, something that we do see online. And like you said, in a world we're already so disconnected, consumers and customers are really expecting and kind of demanding more from the brands and the businesses that they engage with. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was a study that there was a a brand strategy firm in the US did, and it was astronomical. It was like something like 80 some odd percent of millennials um, expect the services that they engage to have personal brands. And I'm talking services like dentists and doctors. They're mm-hmm. expecting their professionals that they, you know, have to do these professional services to have personal brands. Mm-hmm. Now that is a, a, just, that's a crazy amount of, you know, a really big percentage to really rely on having that connection with that person on the other side online, you know, in another space and almost like really building up that trust to be like, oh, I'll trust my dentist even more if they have an Instagram profile where I can really see them. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that's really important, especially, you know, when you're going to look at a new brand or maybe some, you've gotten an Instagram ad and you go onto their page because you want to see A, if they're legit and B, what, you know, what they're saying, what other people might be saying about them or what they're posting. So it's so interesting to just see the behaviors of consumers these days around the brands that they're really that they're really buying into and Mm -hmm. what they're looking for. And imagery is the best way to do that. So kind of going back on the image image kind of thing, but also that authenticity, because without that, they don't know who's on the other end and they're not necessarily going to trust you. People can see inauthenticity or they can really feel it right off the bat. So if you're getting a weird vibe from someone, you're like, that doesn't really feel authentic. There's no way they're coming back. And there was a study done here back, it was 2019, where they looked at the buying trust in people, right? And Australia behind France, like the least non-trusting countries, right? And I always giggle because if I think about the clients from the Americans, the Canadians, the UK, collectively, those are my audiences plus Aussies, the Aussies take longer to convert with me than the others do right? And this brand identity to me is so important because they need, from from what I've read of the study and from what I can see from my own data, is the audience, the Aussies like to really just observe 
make sure you're consistent and you stay true to who you are before they're willing to hand that credit card over, right? Is this really the people? And so the brand and understanding your brand identity and all that is so important because there are people watching. And this is the other thing that people often think about is there aren't people watching. No, there are people watching you every single day. Just because they don't like your stuff or comment or engage with you in DMs or whatever, or email you or whatever, doesn't mean they're not observing. Your brand, people are following everything you do right? And yeah. understanding your brand right from the beginning is going to help you both for short and long-term growth. So no, so like I said, I could talk about this stuff forever because it's so important. <laughs> so um, got- we have one final one, one yeah, final yeah, mistake yeah. Um, to wrap that up. And you kind of, you kind of just nailed it. You said consistency, which mm-hmm. is again, such a really important uh, pillar, I guess, in really building that strong brand. And one that we see online of a, a mistake people are making is not being consistent. So not being consistent with their content or with their strategy or with their brand assets, you know, or having a beautiful brand that was created and not sticking to the templates that were given to them or, you know, things like that, where you're like, whoa, where did that come from? I think that really kind of ties back into the identity component with colors. It's like, you don't just choose a color of the day because you're feeling like blue today, even though your, your brand has no blue in it yeah. like really builds consistency because consistency is what builds trust and trust is what builds confidence in people to buy from you as a brand. So to sum those up again, we had strategy, identity, images, consistency, and authenticity. So those are sort of the big, big um, mistakes that we're seeing with brands, you know, all over the board. And, and it's so easy to lose sight of like your main direction and your main goal when there's so many other shiny objects being around you. Like, oh, I love that new brand so-and-so came up with. Maybe I should use those colors. It's like, no, stick to stick to your identity because what works for someone isn't not isn't going to necessarily work for you. And I think that's one thing we really need to remember as business owners is that we have our own strategy and foundation and all of those things that help create the brand that we are building to represent our business. And that no one can take that away from us. That's uniquely us. And that's something we really need to hone into to have a successful brand. Listen, I, I can't emphasize this enough. This is something that a lot of people in my space forget about. I know my zone of geniuses. You know, my trifecta I often talk about is strategy, sales, and marketing accountability. And when I infuse those together, I help women to become profitable, right? But mm-hmm. what people forget, though, is the essence of I can give advice about strategy, just like you can about branding and all those other things. But if it's not an alignment for us, if it's not true to us, and we're just copying someone else on the internet, that energy disconnect is going to fuck you up is what it comes down to. Because the universe knows. uh, It's like, you know, you pick up the phone, dear universe, you know, I'm going to copy someone else's shit today. And they're going to be like, okay, let me put in, do you know what I mean, for failure for you, right? Because it's like, hold on, because, because we're not staying true to us. So that essence of, you know, staying in your own lane, right? Focusing on you, you showing up and being you is what people need. But it's so easy because of the content and the amount of content we're consuming on social media for us to start looking at shiny object or what someone else is doing. You know, just stay true to you. It's, it's the, my number one thing. And it's, it's same thing with launches. I was just having a conversation inside my uh, Profit Pillars group earlier today at time of recording about I can tell you what I think will be best for topics or conversations or webinars or challenges or all of that. But if you're not in alignment with me and you're only going off of what I say, there's going to be that disconnect and more than likely your launch, et cetera, isn't going to go to plan, 
right? Mm -hmm. So it's so important that again, same with your brand, the sooner you can follow your gut, the sooner you can lean into you, that energy connection is going to be on fucking point. And that's where quantum leaps and shit start to happen. That's when you start to see accelerated growth. So you don't, you know what I mean? Yeah, keep doing you don't get distracted by what others are doing in their field, right? Because there's so much more that comes down to it. Now, for those businesses out there that are like, okay, I probably have a little bit of branding uh, situation here that I need to start doing, but I'm still not solely convinced about how my business could leverage my brand, right? Like how, mm-hmm. how, you know, they put in the time to get the photos, they put in time to say, work with someone like you, they get their fonts, they get their everything, you know, sorted. But how can businesses truly leverage their brand then to grow their business and start to see it from a financial uh, bonus? That's a great question because oftentimes, again, we're used to things like Fiverr and Upwork to just like throw something together. And that's oftentimes like, I need a logo. I'm just going to go there and get it created. But again, when we, what we, what we've already learned is that when you don't have the strategy in place, like everything else just doesn't necessarily make sense. And the benefit of really having a brand that connects with your mission and your why and why you're creating this and, and especially your consumers it really helps to build that trust and credibility within your own space. And that is what people are really looking for. You know, I kind of mentioned earlier that brands are really expecting more from people and from, you know, sorry, businesses that they're, they're engaging and working with. And we have seen that time and time again with that consistency of like really having a brand that someone else can relate to that becomes a part of their life. So one of my favorite brands is Aesop. It's the hand cream and wash and, you know, body products, I guess I would say, but I have their hand soap in all of my bathrooms and I have their hand lotion in all of my bags at one beside my desk. It just has become my signature scent. Not only is the packaging like so on brand for me, it's like the blush pink, which I love, but they have this really strong brand that you just feel like you're a part of something. And it then in turn becomes a part of your lifestyle. Like now when people think of me or they see, you know, a pink Aesop bottle, they'll, you know, screenshot that and be like, oh, that reminded me of you. Or like, this is so Sable Row. And it's so interesting because we start to create these brands that are leaving people with, you know, a lasting impression when we are not there. And that's when they think of us over someone else. Mm-hmm. And so by you really growing and creating a beautiful brand that really relates back to, again, everything that you want your business to be and who you are targeting, it really allows for your business to grow and last, you know, beyond you. And so I think that's the biggest thing is we're creating something that means so much to us, but is starting to mean something to other people. And in turn, you know, that's helping them solve their problems within their business. Take branding, for example, we're helping, we're helping create businesses. We're helping giving them an identity that they can then go off and own their business and their life. I think that's really, really powerful. So having a brand that not only speaks to your own business, but starts to leave these little identifiers throughout the process really allows people to think of us over anyone else when it comes time to make that decision. Oh, I love it. And one of the things that you touched upon there was, you know, your brand connecting with you and your why, right? But what happens if you have a brand that you don't totally love anymore? Yeah, that's happened. And let's say, so you don't totally love it. You're kind of starting to feel it's a little bit disconnected with you and potentially a little bit disconnected with your why. Like what happens? Do businesses need to start over? Can they salvage what they already have? Like, you know, how does that shit go down? 
You can definitely salvage what you have. I think you're kind of put into one of two camps. One, it's like a mini refresh or it's a redesign or a rebrand. So we had a client earlier this year who completely the same thing had completely fallen out of their fallen out of love with their brand. But not only that was shifting their business. So they had a business partner. They sort of fell out of that partnership and kind of looked at it being like, well, what's next for me? You know, I want, I still want to do this business, but I don't know exactly how to kind of take that next step forward. And so essentially she decided on doing a complete overhaul. So a rebrand, but a rename as well. And so she had come to us to help her, you know, execute this entire thing. And it was such an incredible process because she was already pretty clear on who she was targeting. It was just the fact that you know, that existing business didn't necessarily gel with the future of what she wanted for herself mm-hmm. and for her business. And so we did the rename, we did the rebrand, you know, and now she's like, I just, I fall in love with it every more, you know, more every day. And with that, I mean, that was an extreme sense because we went, a f- we did the full shebang on that one. But if you're like, I just, I don't know if I'm on the right track or yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm still in love with this. I think it's important to take a look at what it is that you're not in love with. Cause maybe it is that your target market has shifted. Maybe you were targeting a younger market and now they're a lot older or, or now you're, you're just naturally targeting an older audience or vice versa. And so you just really need to take a look again at that strategy to be like, am I still hitting the right things? Mm-hmm. If yes, then cool. Let's move on to the next thing, which is obviously the visual look. So maybe it's just a matter of like refreshing the color palette, doing a full new palette and full new font. Like maybe you keep the logo, maybe you don't. Like I think there's little steps that we can do to not completely revamp it, but I'd say either a refresh, which involves the colors and the fonts or a rebrand, which involves the whole shebang. So like the logo and and everything Mm -hmm. like that. So I think it's important. Like you said, it kind of comes down to that authenticity. If you're out of alignment with your own brand, it's only natural that other people aren't going to be feeling that same connection. You need to really love it and breathe it and just be a part of it. And I'm saying this as I'm wearing like a branded sable row sweater. That has <laughs> on it. I'm like, I love our brand. I love everything about it. And so I think when you really love something like that, especially when it's your brand and your business that you are, you know, breathing and living every single day, it just magnifies to other people and other people really pick up on that. So like I said, you don't need to completely revamp it, but it, it really depends on where you're at in that kind of journey. But I'd say assess everything before you take any drastic measures, but no, you can always do it in bite-sized pieces as well. Good. I love it. And I think again, there, the, the fact that if someone's going to ask that question, they probably already know a bit of the answer, right? Yeah. Like I'm yeah. kind of, I'm falling out of love. With, yeah. And again, if you are connected with your energy and your authenticity and who you are, you probably kind of know it's either like a mini revamp or re- revamp, or we're going to go after full throttle, right? So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, but I always like to, you know, kind of throw a little bit of that in there because there could be people out there going, okay, this has really raised a few alarm bells for me. You know, we're going to be, you know, a time that this is live, we're already into 2022. You know, maybe this is something that they need that wasn't on their plan, strategic plan for the year, but maybe they're like, ooh, this is really, you know, brought in a few things, you know, separated from a business yeah. partner or separated from their partner or, you know, and they just kind of need to shift the energy. It could be, you know, something they need to consider. Now, once people have their branding strategy done, what are some of the next steps in getting it out to the world? Like, how can they then really hone in on and make sure the world sees, you know, what they're doing and where they're at? So this is the lost art of family and friends. Um, You know, it's interesting when we think of 
when, you know, big life things are happening, we're so quick to announce those like, oh, we're expecting or, oh, we're engaged, like these big life events. But what about your business and your brand? It's just as much of a celebration going into the, you know, into that world, especially when it is a rebrand because you put a lot into it. And so I always love, and I always tell my clients this number one is reach out to your family and friends, share the exciting news with them and get them to celebrate the news with you by, you know, help sharing that as well. And so what that could look like is, you know, definitely whether that's a newsletter campaign, you know, social media posts, maybe you've been featured on a podcast and you can share that as well. It's like looking at ways to amplify the message. And, you know, again, going back to family and friends, you just never know. I mean, I have like a thousand some odd people on my Facebook. I don't even remember, you know, from back in the day when I had this Facebook account for forever, I don't even know who's on there. Same Mm -hmm. thing with my LinkedIn. It's like I could put something on there and I have no idea if that could get me five new clients, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's always looking at where, where do you have these different pockets of audiences that you might not think to, you know, share this message with, but it's a, a really powerful message. And so to be able to share that and, and say, you know, now I'm open for business or, or whatever that might look like and take people along the journey with you. If you, if you have done a complete rebrand, that's, there's likely, there's a lot of different things that went into that. And I think bring, being able to bring that to people allows them to fall even more in love with you and, and gives them the BTS, you know, the exclusive behind the scenes of what it really took to create a brand like this. And so, like I said, it's a lost art of just getting people connected and making a really big splash with your new brand and your announcement. So it's really important to do that, I think. And and to refresh people's minds that this is what you do. I don't know if you find that, Ange, of like, you kind of have to still remind people how they can work with you and, and give them the calls to actions they need. Otherwise, they're just like, oh, yeah, that's nice. Like mm-hmm. to share that we did this rebrand. Oh, and here's, you know, three ways that we can work together. Give them something to do after you've shared that message with them. 100%. I mean, you talk about the lost art of that, but I also think that it's just collectively the lost art of asking for the fucking sale, right? Yeah. Like people are just like, okay, great. So you've done this. Great. But you know, I can't tell you how many women I work with, but when I go and look at their Instagram, their Facebook, their business group, they're posting, but again, they're not posting strategically or they're showing up on the wrong platforms and they're not asking for the sale. You constantly still have to be reminding them. I mean, our our brains and our intention spans are getting smaller and smaller and smaller. That's why launching is so important that you've got like cart closes in 24 hours. You send another reminder email. I know people get shitty about those reminders, but the reality of it is if someone could be going to you to check out right now, their kid falls off a monkey bar, right? They get distracted. They need to be reminded again, you know? So it's up to us to constantly be reminding them about where we're at, where we're going. What does this look like? How does that potentially include them? Like you said, call to ask it, call to actions, asking for the sale. I mean, it's a whole art, really. It is, but a lot of people will just, they forget, or they think there's some limiting or there's limiting beliefs about all people that really want to see this. People don't really want to know about this. This isn't important, but if it's important to you, those people will pick up on that. And it's by default will equally become a little bit of important to them or they're waiting for the next kind of, oh, they showed us one color of the palette. Now they're going to show us tomorrow. Like it's a story. It's a journey. It's about being authentic. It's about being you. It's about adding fun to your world, right? There's so many cool things you can do um, yeah. with, your, 
you know, with releasing of your brand that I think, uh, yes, that could be leveraged for both again, short and long-term growth. So I and say work is nosy too, you know, like people want to know these things. That's why reality TV is so popular. Mm-hmm. Like bring them along the behind the scenes. If you had to stay up until midnight, trying to figure out, you know, a new tech side of the, the launch, like share that with them. They want to know, they want to see that kind of stuff. And I think if anything, that just makes you more relatable and more authentic. I mean, I know one of my one of my articles that I released this year, uh, time of recording. Obviously, this will air. This will be airing in January, as you guys are listening to it. By the time of recording, we're still in 2021. But one of the things is like you know, I shared about the the hardest week I had in 2021. Right? It was fucking hell there and back, and the amount of people that have reached out going, "Thank you so much." You know, so often we see businesses and everything looks so perfect and everything is so you know. All, all your ducks are lined up in the road. They go, this has really been refreshing to see that even people like you, and I'm like, but that's the essence, right? Is social media, people like you, someone said, well, why can't I have a bad week, right? Why, why can't it? But that behind the scenes, there's a level of connection that people want, right? They want to know, they want to feel the feels. And that's where I think, again, businesses are missing is they're trying to just do everything in one way right? One dimensional. It's got to be two, three dimensional. You got to let people into your space, mm-hmm. right? Let, it doesn't, I'm not saying that you're showing tequila shots in Las Vegas off of some <laughs> person. No, I'm not saying that, right? But what I'm saying is, is let them in and those behind the scenes, people love it. Some of my best podcasts, some of my best emails are when I let people in behind the scenes, right? Don't be afraid to do that. Don't be afraid to let your guard down if that's what you're, you know, don't be afraid that you've got to hold this facade. The sooner you can let go of that and truly step into you and truly step into your brand identity, magic starts to happen. It really, truly does. You nailed it right there. <laughs> now, listen, for those businesses who are like, ooh, I might need to check out Rochelle and what her and her crew do. 2022, I might need a little bit of a brand refresh. How can people connect with you? Yeah. Well, the gram is where we hang out all the time. So at Sable Row is our handle. And then our website is sablerow.co. So we're always happy to chat. And if you want to email me directly, it's Rochelle at sablerow.co. So I would get that email and that's where you can connect with us. Fantastic. Now, listen, you are an amazing human doing amazing things. And it has been a pleasure to get to know you over the last year. So anyone who does need branding, I would strongly encourage you to reach out to Rochelle. And I do have one final question. What do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started out in business? Oh, well, what you don't know, you don't know. I think that was a really big one for me and always trying to anticipate that next kind of thing, but that the beauty is in the process Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. by far. Mm-hmm. Amen, my friend. The beauty is in the process. Yet we're trying to manipulate, right, and strategize yep. and do all those things. Are we ever? Uh, and that's yep. one of the things that I've had to learn, you know, over the last kind of eighteen to twenty-four months, in particular, is the essence of divine timing. The universe is working for you and not against you, right? Yep. And the universe is giving you exactly what you need right now. And it doesn't matter how much you manipulate and prode and prod and allow your perfectionism to get in place. It will continue to give you what you need until there's that energetic match, right? So uh, lean in, my friends, lean in. Now, before we sign off, my team and I will also be putting together the show notes for this episode at AngelaHenderson.com today, where we'll include all of Rochelle's links and also that downloadable guide that she mentioned. And for you amazing human who have been able to tune in today and listen to Rochelle and I, I hope 
hope you have an amazing day no matter where you are in the world. And I look forward to you joining me again next week for another awesome episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. Thanks again, Rochelle. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson. www.angelahenderson.com.au